We need somebody to restore some sanity to proceedings. It's been a while since I've spoken to the great and delightful Joe Healy. Thought we'd bring her on the line right now to chat all things basketball. Good afternoon, Joe. Julian King, how you doing? I'm okay. Poor Adam here is copping a barrage today. And I said, look, you know, what's what's something cool I can say to this young woman that he's trying to court? And people are being a bit rude and, and the rest of it. You know, boys are we boys. You know what it's like. But at the end of the day, that was the soundest advice. Just be yourself, Ads. Just be yourself. I love that. I wondered what the Flintstone uh, sort of reference was when I just popped on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've kind of, you know, one of those things where you're halfway through and you go, I probably shouldn't read this, but it sounds weird if I stop halfway through. Anyway, here we are. Uh, let's talk NBL, shall we? Wildcats breakers. You know, it's funny how, how quickly things turn, not just in basketball, but any other sport. I mean, the pressure on John really, they start to put a few back to back. 94 points to 76. They're up to fifth on the ladder. Bryce Cotton, superstar, was outstanding last night. Keanu Pinder as well. Uh, an important win for the Perth side. Oh, a, a huge win for them. It almost sort of solidified sort of everything that's happened in the past few weeks. There has been so much pressure on the club, on the ownership, on the players, on Bryce, as you mentioned, as the superstar who needed to sort of step up. But I think he's had, he's had 27, 24 and 37 in his last three games. He's been excellent. And, I mean, yes, the Breakers at, at the moment, although they were sort of one of the favourites coming into the season, they're down on troops. They've really suffered with injuries. I think the trip over to the States, I don't know whether it had necessarily a... a a negative impact on them, but I think that's a bit of the perception. But um, Perth certainly uh, took advantage with both hands and um, and gave it to them last night. So, I, I mean, in terms of the the league, from a personal point of view, as a as a as a neutral, it keeps things interesting. I love it. The the rivalry between sort of the West and the rest of Australia and all that mm. kind of thing. I think it's great. Oh, totally. Uh, maybe you can answer this for me. Who's responsible for? NBL scheduling, and maybe you know where I'm going with this, but to have a night game in Perth against a New Zealand team where for those at home can't watch it until, what, something like midnight, it makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, a tough one. I mean, I mean I've, I've said this uh, a few times, uh, mainly in reference to something like the NBA where there are obviously 82 games per team per season, but even with the NBL, in any, any league, I would hate to be responsible because... You're never going to please everybody. It's all about availability and that kind of thing. So I, I feel like I sympathise with anyone who, who does deal with scheduling. Obviously, it's not an ideal scenario for, for the breakers in that situation, but it would have been a sort of best case scenario given whatever options they had at the time, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. Taipans and Hawks, 5.30pm today, 430 in Queensland. You know, I've got a soft spot for the Hawks. I know the CEO, Stu, he's an old mate of mine. You know, Taipans are a bit under strength from what I'm reading for this game. A chance for the Hawks to win. Yeah, I'm actually up in Cairns for this game. Um, I'm currently on my way to the arena, sort of looking outside my hotel window at everybody outside by the pool, soaking up the, the beautiful 30-degree weather. But uh, heading to the arena, looking, looking forward to it. Um, as you say, it is an opportunity for the Hawks. They desperately need it. Um, it, it's about how these guys rally right now, like where their mental state is, I think. Um, and, and that's on Jacob Jacomas as the coach to sort of be able to bring them in, um, talk to them and, and try and motivate them. I, I don't think that they will have a problem tonight. I mean, cans are tough, but they're missing a couple of their, their best players, as you said, um, Pat, Pat Miller and, and their next star, Bobby Clintman as well. So 
it'll it'll be a tough one for them. The home crowd up here, it's never an easy place to play. Um, but, I mean, for, for the Hawks' sake, hopefully they can get it over the line. Mm. Now, 36ers and the Jack Jumpers. Jack Jumpers are a team that a lot of teams tend to, to trip up over. We talked about John Reilly, another coach. There's been a bit of pressure on this season. CJ Bruton. You know, I think they've got the ingredients and some good ball. The 36ers haven't quite been able to put it together. I know DJ's part of the team now, giving them some scoring options there. But how do you see this one going? Yeah, it's been really tough for the 36ers. Can't, can't seem to catch a break, it feels like. Um, I, I, I can't see them getting over the jack jumpers tonight. They're coming off a, um, a, a sort of a big scalp over what you would say an informed team being the, the Brisbane Bullets are at the moment. The jack jumpers just seem a little bit sort of better put together. I, I guess they, they gel really well. It's something that Scott Roth has sort of taken with him throughout his entire career, and he's, he's embedded that now. Uh, down in Tassie with the Jack Jumpers. We'd love to see Adelaide sort of find uh, their, their spark. I just don't know where they get it from. And I think that's the, the question on a lot of people's minds. The, the fans are obviously pondering. They, they have some amazing pieces. There are some incredible players there, but um, just not sure why it's not quite coming together at the moment. Now, Melbourne United, we know they're at the top of the table. This game tomorrow at 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock in Queensland, but no Delhi. No Luke Travers, no Ian Clark against the Phoenix. Yeah, tough one. Um, I, I think they're a little worried as well, just uh, talking to the Melbourne United camp. And and maybe because of the, the comfy, cushy position that they're in at the moment, what they're 8-2 they're and two on the season, they're feeling a little bit um, anxious because of that. You can understand it. But I think, you know, when all sort of, plays out, they, they'll still be there at the pointy end of the season. This is I, I read something that said this injury sort of concern that they've got at the moment is going to derail their season. That's a bit dramatic mm. for me, I, th- I think. like they, they will be fine. Tomorrow will be tough because South East Melbourne um, are in a really sort of hot bit of form at the moment. Um, Melbourne United are deep, sure, but um, I, I think Phoenix probably picked them tomorrow. But again, it just builds on the rivalry. It probably sort of spurs the, the fire burning within United to get back to, you know, the finals and, and that grand final series even more. I think they've, they've hated not being there for the last couple of seasons. So um, I, I think, again, the neutrals want to see them there. They will be there, but they've had a tough, a tough run. Delhi with concussion. Uh, recently, he's now got a calf injury, and anyone who, who knows what calf injury is like, you just know you don't push them um, at all. Well, exactly. Uh, El- I mean, you think about rugby league, Latrell Mitchell. It was all about his calf, and then the Matildas. All about Sam Kerr's calf, and all of a sudden, you know, Australians are experts in calf injuries, Joe. They're just they're just one of those things that yep. they can they can be tweaked and go at any time, and and so you just you just know don't push it, um, and you hope that LT with his concussion that it's nothing serious. Um, and that he'll be back after the sort of protocols are, are in play. And then the interstate rivalry continues tomorrow, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in Queensland. You hear the call live right here on SEN, the Kings and the Bullets. Love it. Uh, going to be in Sydney for that one as well. The home crowd uh, will be right behind the Kings, as they always are. But as I said, Brisbane, they're, they're almost one of the informed teams. They've gone under the radar a little bit, but they've won three of their last four they're, they're on a bit of a roll, and I think their big men are going to be a big key 
against the Kings tomorrow. Uh, my colleague Brad Rosen actually thinks that the Bullets could could pip the Kings. So controversial, controversial uh, sort of opinion there. But e- either way, there'll be some some feistiness to it. Nathan Sobey, he, he's always up for it. Aaron Baines, those yeah. guys. They're, they're veterans, but they, they still are out there sort of being as competitive as ever. And then you've got a couple of the, the young next stars of Australian basketball, Alex Dewey for the Kings and Rocco Zakarski uh, for the Bullets. So it, it'll be highly entertaining regardless of what happens, but really looking forward to that one. Joe, just on the NBA front, you know, I had a few texts kind of dribble in about, about Patty Mills, you know, spiritual leader of the Boomers, not getting a lot of game time at the moment as we sort of look ahead to... To 2024, can you see, I guess, you know, can you make some kind of prognostication from this far out about the sort of role he might still play for the Boomers if he's not getting any game time? Um, to be honest, I don't think it changes too much. Like, Pat, Patty's a, a professional. He, he'll he be training uh, as hard as anyone in the league behind closed doors. We're just not seeing him out there on the court for the Hawks at the moment. And, and hopefully he can find a way to sort of work his way into the, the regular rotation there. Um, obviously, we want to see him out there. He's highly skilled. He's entertaining. Um, we obviously want to see him doing what he loves to do. But, I mean, you know that he'll, he'll already be out there training, you know, with his boomers training jersey underneath his hawks. Right? Like, he'll have that in the forefront of his mind. So I have no doubt um, that he will still play a very large role uh, come the Olympics next year. Um, and, and, you know, the exact size of the role, I don't necessarily think depends on this NBA season. I think it probably depends on mm. the the mindset of the coaches and how they feel the younger guys are moving forward. I mean, someone like a Josh Giddy, it feels like naturally uh, he is going to start to take over and next year may be the time that he does that in a, in a larger capacity. But um, but Paddy, Paddy is very much still going to be be there and, and be, as you say, the spiritual leader of the Boomers regardless. Speaking of Josh Giddy, I don't know if you saw this tweet. I, uh, yesterday, doing the rounds, sorry, an, an ex-post or whatever they call it these days, about somebody saying, um, Josh Giddy needs to be traded because he's not developing as quickly as the other players on the team. I mean, they're eight games into the season. He's off a Boomers campaign. I mean, is that is that a bad take or is that a bad take? <laughs> that is a really bad take. I immediately get my back up at that, just being like, hang on a second. Like, yeah. you want to get defensive. Hold on. Like, are you watching this man play basketball for yeah. real? Um, he, he, first of all, from a stats point of view, all of his numbers are up. But he, he, he plays with just a sense of confidence, but a sense of poise. You forget that he is still so young. He literally just turned 21, what, yeah. three weeks ago, I think. Yep. Um, no, that, that is just a... A bad, bad take. <laughs> they're, eight, they're eight games into an 82-game season. Go, oh, no, isn't, it looks a bit slow. It's eight games in. They're not even a tenth of the way in. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what? That, that's one of his biggest strengths is the fact that, you know, he, he doesn't have to... And look at Luka Doncic. And, yeah. and, you know, I'm not comparing the two of them in terms of their pace or anything like that. But, um, you know, you don't have to be the fastest guy out there. It's, it's the way that, that Josh sees the game. It's his distribution um, and, and his defense is getting better as well. The three ball, you know, as I said, numbers are up. So, no, nah, um, I, I think he's in a, in a really good place right now and on a good trajectory. Good on you. Enjoy the ball in Cairns tonight. So you're going to go from Cairns and all the way back to Sydney tomorrow, hey? Yes. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I love it. The NBL is thriving at the moment, so it's awesome to be part of it. Yeah, And you're at the front end. You're at the pointy end of the plane, Joe, I presume. 
Oh, I wish. Oh, as if you're not. As if you're not. Hey, safe travels. Good to chat. Thank you. You too. Cheers. There she is, Joe Healy, uh, basketball reporter.